0: Uh, we're reading now the first one from Psalm 122. We'll go to the New Testament. Psalm 122, and it's titled in this Bible, Let Us Go to the House of the Lord. Song of the sense of David. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together in which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Their thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, Peace be with you for the sake of the house of the Lord of I will seek your good. Then we uh, jump over to the New Testament. Apostle John, reading there from chapter 12, verses 12, 19. And it's entitled here, The Triumphal Entry. John 12, starting at verse 12. The next day, the large crowd that had came to feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it was written. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first.
1: The text verses, verses 1 and 2 from Psalm 122. The Song of Ascents of David, I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Topic, I was glad when they said, Let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, are you still glad to come to the house of the Lord? For King David, it was a great joy. He said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. What about you? Is it still a joy to come? Or did it become a hard work, a chore? I can imagine if you are a young parent, it can be difficult to get all the children ready. It can be difficult to serve. It can be difficult to be on time. Or when you are older and everything aches and takes longer, everything hurts, it can be difficult as well. I remember a young mother once said to me in despair, Why even bother? I had nothing of the sermon. The children were too busy. But the worship service is so much more than only the sermon. We are worshiping the Lord through our praises. The Lord greets us. The Lord blesses us. We are fed through his words and the sacraments that we will celebrate next week. We confess our faith, and we have fellowship with believers, with one another. And we are also obedient to our baptismal promise to instruct our children in the Lord. I remember in my ministry of 20 years, wonderful, exceptional, and special examples of people who were glad to be in the house of the Lord. I remember a night shift worker who attended the worship service after a long shift of 12 hours because to wait a week would be too long to worship the Lord with his brothers and sisters in the Lord. I also remember a terminal cancer patient whose family went to great lengths to set up a hospital bed at the back of church so that she could be with God's people for a last time before she meets her Lord and Savior in eternal worship. These were exceptional, special examples of faithfulness and sermons in itself. People who were glad. To go to the house of the Lord. In our Bible reading, the temple was still in Jerusalem, and all the tribes of Israel regularly went to the house of the Lord, sometimes in difficult and dangerous circumstances, as pilgrims. If you read Psalm 84, also Psalm 121, he described such journeys. Psalm 84, a song of pilgrims, describing the pilgrims or travelers who went up to the temple in Jerusalem from all over Israel to sacrifice. Psalm 84 was the psalm of longing and sacrifice and desire, where the psalmist, and you know this one, rather wanted to be a sparrow. Then he could be continually in the Lord's house, appeared before the Lord in his courts and dwelt in his home. Then he could be near the Lord's altar. And to enter the gates of the temple to experience the glorious privilege where the sparrows can go freely in and out and build their nests, laying their eggs and hatching their young ones above the ground. And there the little birds found security, safety, and rest. These birds have access freely. And in the temple under the presence of God, the writer of Psalms 84, 121 and 122 long to be with God and God's house, his temple, where they worship him and honor him. God's people want to be. In every place the faithful Israelites could worship the Lord. They had to sing praises to God everywhere. But there was only one temple and one temple in Jerusalem. And for some it was very far. And every Israelite should at least appear three times a year before the Lord. And what we understand and need to understand that on a day like this, the day of the Lord, the day that our Lord Jesus Christ is risen, but for them still the Sabbath, To go to the house of the Lord, to worship God with other believers, to meet Him, to be under the Lord's and in the Lord's presence, was for the Israelite a recognition, confession, and a privilege that the whole Israel, with its beautiful cities, and houses full of food, supplies, its water wells, its clusters of grapes, the olive groves, all received from the Lord's hand alone, out of His grace alone, that God cared for them as He still does for us. And in the temple the Israelites could thank the Lord. We read in verse four of Psalm 122, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Can you then understand why King David was glad? to go to the house of the Lord. Coming to God's house gave David joy. Though he knew that no building could contain God and all his glory and greatness, and at the house of the Lord, he could focus his thoughts, his prayers, his worship, and receiving God's word in the community of God's people in a special way. David was glad for that. But for us, there's also an important thing that is happening every Sunday as New Testament believers. We are meeting our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus who invites us to be in God's presence, to come to Him. All those who are weary and burdened and that we will receive His peace. If We go to our second Bible reading the people of Jerusalem were also glad to welcome the Lord on Palm Sunday. The crowd welcomed him with their garments on the road and palm branches, and they shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. At that time, a week before our Lord Jesus was crucified, Jesus was the people's choice for Messiah. The Lord had given the blind their sight. He made a lame walk and he raised the dead. Lazarus in the previous passage. And those people who saw that were still present there on that road to Jerusalem when they shouted Hosanna. They continued to spread the word and many went out to meet him who came to Jerusalem. What does the word Hosanna mean? It means save us. The meaning of Easter. Children's story as well. But it's also an exclamation of praise to God. Jesus who saved us from hell and death and gave his life as a ransom for many. Jesus who did that as the servant king on a donkey to bring everlasting peace for the whole world. And not on a horse. To free Israel from Roman rule. And so in Isaiah there was prophesied about the peace our Lord Jesus would bring. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And now Jesus came. What God has promised through all his prophets... Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel was now fulfilled. What King David prayed in Psalm 122 verse 7 about the peace that the Lord brings. The ultimate bringer of peace came now to Jerusalem. The city of God. And Jesus was traveling this road into Jerusalem. The center of worship where the temple was. And a donkey to do just that, to lay down his life for his friends and to bring peace not only to Jerusalem, but to all who believe in him. And across later, on that Friday, he was all alone. The spies rejected by mankind. We read in Isaiah 53. Abandoned by all men, he went to the cross where God also abandoned him so that there could be reconciliation for our suffering, our sin with God. And Jesus went to the cross in Jerusalem, to Golgotha, and he was beaten, he was mocked, he was afflicted with a thorn crown on his head, and he carried his cross on his shoulders, and he was led to be crucified. Crucified because he wanted to bear our sins, our sorrows, and it was fulfilled in the cross because God's full judgment came down on him so that we can have the peace that King David prayed for. The cross for their God's curse rested on him. On Palm Sunday, the people shouted, Hosanna, save us. And the Lord did exactly that. But now the crowds were were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And they mocked him. First, Hosanna in the highest heavens, and then crucify him. And yet it was for us, so that he could save us. For his people, who are glad to come to his house. For his people As the Apostle Peter says, who are but aliens in this world, who are persecuted, who are captured, like these missionaries were captured. People who are so near in hope and peace. People who know that they are not from this world, but they still live in this world. People who are God's church. His people. He saved us, and He will never abandon us. Jesus is the hope and peace you need for all eternity. And this Jesus we meet every Sunday in worship for God's Spirit. And this is why we can be glad to go to the house of the Lord. Jesus saved us. Hosanna. Jesus brought eternal peace, eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. And in Christ, there's no peace between God and us because he restored the relationship that sin destroyed. And therefore, the peace of God in Jesus Christ is a peace that transcends all understanding. Philippians 4 verse 4. God gave us this peace in Jesus. A peace that includes freedom. Freedom in Christ, freedom from worries, freedom from earthly desperate plans to escape from our world's problems, freedom to live in the light of Jesus that banished the darkness away, even the dark clouds of doubt and unbelief and ultimately death, because Jesus was victorious. And this peace that Jesus brought is our hope, our hope in desperate times but also our song of victory that we are more than conquerors in Jesus and that nothing, not even death, can separate us from Jesus because we are saved. Christ showed us the perfect love with his sacrifice on the cross. This is what Easter is all about. We were saved by grace alone. This is about our Lord Jesus Christ who came to save us from the devastating effects of sin and bring peace to the world. But what should we do? How should we act as believers? How can we be glad to go to the house of the Lord? King David told us in Psalm 122 that we should be glad to go to the house of the Lord verse 9, he gives the reason. For the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. And the implication is so clear. Just as it was good for pilgrims in Israel to seek the good of Jerusalem for the sake of God's house, his temple, Christians today can and should seek the good of society for the sake of God's house. This means that we should proclaim the gospel. That we should do everything. That this church and its work continue for the sake of the gospel. The gospel that is proclaimed here. For the sake of the Lord's church. And we are called to be the salt of the earth. And the light of the world. And the gospel is proclaimed for our faithfulness in meeting together. When you are glad to go to the house of and it is, and it has also an implication for us that we, God's people, are meeting Jesus through His word and spirit. That we can have joy when God's word is preached. That we can see in faith that God is still speaking to His people. And this is when His word is preached and Christ is proclaimed and the center of all worship, then we can be glad, according to 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13, and thank the Lord that he is sustaining his church. Paul said, and we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God which is at work. In you as believers. The word of God is his word of salvation. Who calls us to repent. So that we can be free and come out of the slavery of sin. And only when you are saved through Christ there would be joy. And only when his joy becomes our joy. John 15 verse 11. We can be fully glad to come to the house of the Lord. In a church, under the sound of God's word, we will get the assurance of salvation. And that can give us joy and will give us joy. Life is not always easy. But we can be glad to come to the house of the Lord. We have all the hope and peace and can be comforted that Jesus laid down His life for us, that Jesus is risen, that Jesus is our Savior, and that Jesus still gives the invitation to find rest and peace in Him for all eternity despite our circumstances. And to follow Jesus, to hear His Word, to be faithful in your church attendance, is also to acknowledge that the Lord is in control, And that we don't fear the future, that we don't fear persecution, that we don't fear sickness, rumors of war, floods or anything beyond our control because the Lord is in control. That the Lord gave His Spirit to comfort us in despair, to wipe off the tears when we mourn, to pray with us when we are in need. And to assure us that Christ was born and died for us to free us from the bondage of sin. He saved us. He saved us. And this is the most logical answer to a heart that wants to belong. Do not be afraid. We belong to Christ. He saved us. Hosanna, the people said. God's love for Jesus is more than self-interest, self-love and hatred in the world. God saved us through Jesus, and our prayers were, were and still are answered in Jesus, will be answered in Jesus. And when he returns, he will not come on a donkey anymore, but on, on a white horse, Revelation, Revelation 19. And then he will strike down the nations, bring God's righteousness but also God's judgment for those who do not repent, those who made war against the Lord, those who chose themselves and in their interests every week, those who rejected Jesus as God's answer, a Savior. But today, we can be part of the crowd that praises the Lord, and we praise God as the one who saved us. And one day together we will sing with the crowd of people in heaven. Revelation 7 verse 9 to 10. And after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people and language. Standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The Lord saved us. That's the song in heaven. And on that day when we are there, we will realize that we stand before the Lord only by grace and only through the precious blood of the precious Son of God. And we will realize it's not due to our efforts, but by grace alone. We will understand that we have received a mercy that is so wonderful that our hearts could never ever begin to repay Him. And on that day we will see and fully understand what our Savior set aside so that He could save us. We will see and we will fully understand And we will spend the rest of eternity in gratitude and worship in the presence of the Lord. Not because we have to, but because we want to. We will worship God in all eternity. Today, we can be glad to come to the house of the Lord. We are part of the people who sing praises of salvation to the Lord. And from this church in Black's Land, our Jerusalem, we give all honor and glory to the Lord. And we thank the Father for the salvation He gave in Jesus, Psalm 122, verse 4. And today we will find peace in a world where there's no peace anymore, Psalm 122, verse 7 and 8. And through our faithfulness we proclaim the gospel, verse 9. And that only the Lord saves. Let us continue to be glad to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we are glad to come to your house to meet with you as your people. And we are your people. We are the sheep of your pasture, and we've heard the good shepherd's voice when he called us. And we are glad, Lord, because you fed us through your word, and we give thanks to you. Thanks that you saved us through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Also, this preparation for Easter, when we are meeting On Friday, Good Friday, we are glad that we could come to your house again, glad that we will meet next Sunday to celebrate our risen Savior, but also the Lord's Supper. We are glad that we can come and worship you. Thank you, Lord, for your grace our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.